now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 539th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my wonderful, as always, co-host. We've got the fluffiest, as always, Whimsicott. Hi, hi. And we've got the man himself, the uh, the piddle, the piddle in chief. Uh, we've got Claude Nine. Ah, uh, the big cheese. The Claude, the big yeah. cheese X ten nine. How, how do you do? Yeah, I <laughs> this year. I'm now. I'm now Claude ten. Mm-hmm. But in my heart, you'll always be Claude nine. No, I'm still Claude nine. I- <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. This is an earlier than usual recording, uh, but I'm. I promise, I'm awake. I, I can't promise that same thing. Yeah, this is the Puckle Podcast, Puckle, where we talk everything Pokemon from the trading card game to the video game and everything in between. I'm very excited to just hang out and chat today. I would talk about things I did in Pokemon this week, but I've done none because <laughs> I've been working on my basement so that I can play more Pokemon. <laughs> Fair. My basement floor, like I bought a really cheap basement floor when I bought the house and I put it in. And then I'm paying for that in the form of, like, the floor started falling apart. So I had to go buy a new floor that was more than 58 cents a square foot. And uh, I'm now currently in the process of installing that. And I've been spending all week doing that because I'm I'm cleaning it up pretty nice. Like, we're repainting the basement at the same time and mm-hmm. redoing all the trim work and everything. It's It's going to look a lot better than it did before. But nice. Uh, it's taken a lot of my time, let me tell you. Yeah, I was gonna play. I, I was gonna play Showdown yesterday too. I was just like, I got some time. I'm gonna play some Showdown, and I was like, Nope, it's April first. I'm not gonna play Showdown. Yep, no, you don't want to do that. Worst, worst time to play. Don't do it. It's literally mm-hmm. the worst day to play Showdown of the year. So I was just like, Yeah, I'm gonna wait until tomorrow. Yep. And tomorrow is here, but I just woke up an hour ago, so I haven't had time to play Showdown yet. <laughs> <laughs> See, I learned. This morning, there was a command that can turn off all their like all the new sprites, and I'm like, why didn't I know this yesterday? Yeah, I completely understand. Completely understand. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right, uh, what about you guys? You guys do anything? Anything fun this past week or so? Well, pretty much the same thing on different sides. PDL, PDL, PDL. That's true. <laughs> yeah. How's that going? Yeah. So far, so good. Yeah, I think my draft is better than it was the last time I played. Okay. I would agree with that. Thank you. I mean, last time it really sucked, but that that's another story. But I think all of my positive feelings about my team and my ability to be a true competitor this season are going to crash and burn because week one, I'm playing Seth Vilo. <laughs> so... Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's it's just not gonna be fun. Yeah, if, it, it really, it's really hard if you get off on a, on a bad foot. You just get into your head. Yes, and you're just like, "Am I actually good at this? I don't think I'm good mm-hmm. at this." And then, womp womp. <laughs> well, the thing is, I don't think I'm currently good at it, 
But I thought I can at least like give people a fun match and have a fun match myself. I think the gap between me and Seth, especially right now, is just so wide that uh, <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know if I can do that. I, I don't know about that. Though. I actually don't know about that. I'm going to be honest. I have played one match of OU in the past three years. And he does talk Battlecast, so... He does talk Battlecast, yeah. but I think that's all he does. Uh, <laughs> no, I think he's played some. I don't think he's as fresh as you think he is. Okay, okay. And, th and that's the big difference, is that OU is not the same as Draft. Yes. Mm. So? Yes, OU and Draft are completely different animals. <laughs> I haven't played Draft in three years either, so... OU and we'll Draft see. are completely different animals. Like... You can't make choice band lappers work. You can. I know. I mean, in, in, you you can, and uh, it's harder to know you than it is in draft. Yes, you know, in draft you can make it work. But the chess mindset behind OU and draft, once you are playing, is mostly the same. Well, yeah, but in my experience, yes. that's that's kind of like riding a bike. The only difference is there's some new pieces you've got to learn how they work, and that's about it. Mm, I guess. Yeah, I think the big difference is the fact that you're. Like, oh, you, you're playing, you are playing chess. Everyone has the same pieces, or you know what mm -hmm. pieces your opponents can have. Mm -hmm. yeah. Whereas in draft, you have to figure out what pieces they do have and what they do. You have to carve your own pieces. Yes. Exactly. You also have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it's a mix, but I, I was very pleased we got through, I think, all of the drafts in, like, two days. Mm -hmm. Which is, like, mm. incredible. Things went super smoothly. That is actually really fast for a slow draft. I know. Yeah. We just made it available for everyone to, you know, make their picks and whatnot, and people just ran with it and had a lot of fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That's always good. I think that's a good time. Yeah. And, and now we're in the fun part of week one is this weekend, next week, so. Mm. Yeah. That's true. That's true. That's going to be very exciting. Well, we'll see how it turns out. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. It, it, there's going to be a lot of fun games. We've already yeah. seen a bunch of stuff, Ray, that's been extremely fun yes. to watch. Yes. If you very. want to watch anything, please come and watch Dialga. It's going to be by far the most exciting because it's a lot I of think like, so. the new people. I think and so too. It, they're always it's great. I'm having such a good time watching the Dialga matches. The last one from last night, mm, Chef's Kiss, so much fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I I absolutely agree and recommend people should go check it out. And have fun while they're playing it as well. We've got uh, I think we've got PFTT coming up soon too, right? I oh, I haven't started any of that. But yeah. We should do that soon. Oh, we should consider doing that, I guess. Yeah, why not? Uh, <laughs> people like it. I don't know. The VGC format's kind of stale and bad right now. I would agree almost with that, but I feel like we have to do it for posterity, and I want to do it. So, okay, uh, Sure. If you don't do it, I'll do it. Please. No one is saying we have to use the current set of rules. So That's also true. We could always like go back on that and do something else. Mm-mm. Do like the non Dynamax one, which was fun. We could also even we yeah. could pro we could well not even non Dynamax, but we could like make our own ban list, right? Like we could we yes, could do yeah. the current we could do the current format with a ban list. Oh Ooh, yes, that's fun. We just take the numbers from Peakalytics. Yeah, just take yeah. out the top ten and cut. The yeah, top. just take yes. out yeah, cut the top ten from VGC. No, no, let's cut out the top twenty. Uh, let, let me, let me take a look before you do that, but, yeah. cause like, because on, <laughs> honest answers, like, if we ban Incineroar, Kyogre, and Zacian, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it, yeah. 
that's that's pretty much my like if we cut those out in the top 10 oh look who the top three are uh i would (laughs) it would be great like even if you do the top 10 you lose a ton actually you lose Zashin, you lose Incineroar, you lose Kyogre, you lose Regilecki, mm-hmm. you lose Grimmsnarl, you lose Thunderous, you lose Rillaboom, you lose Groudon, you lose Calyrex Shadow Rider, you lose uh, Amoongus. And, and, but on that on that note, though, I do want to give a big congratulations to, I believe it's Lloyd? It's 1-1-O-I-D or Lloyd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For winning the UUTC this year. Oh, yeah, that's true. Ooh. Yay, congrats. I think, I'm not sure if this was his first tournament or not, but he did an incredible job running through Top Cut, being the third overall seed after the regular season, and just playing extremely, extremely well. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, okay, so if you take out the top 20, you do take out Whimsicott, just a heads up. No, you can't do that. But you do take out Charizard and Lando. If you do it. Okay. Mm, the trade-off with Lando is... And for weird. some reason, you take out Palkia, because Palkia is in the top... Well, actually, I understand why Palkia oh, is in the top great. 20. Palkia is good as an anti-Kyogre measure, but if you take out Kyogre, yep. I don't think Palkia is as good. Not at all. So, uh, you actually get... The top 20, you actually get rid of a lot of stuff. I think it might be interesting. I'm kind of into this idea, Claude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of into this idea. So we should we should definitely consider like cutting the top twenty. After looking at the top twenty, maybe we cut the top twenty because then you're gonna have really interesting teams. It'll be a good time. All right. Well, this is a good place to stop. We got some news to talk about here, mm-hmm. guys. So we're gonna kick it on over to the news. Cue that epic music. <laughs> Welcome to the news. We've got only a few things to talk about today, so much so that uh, Sigma, who puts together our news, uh, he filled it in with some fillers. So. <laughs> but uh, th- the thing that I love this week was, uh, I don't know if you saw this, this is the first bullet, but the Scarlet and Violet Pokemon news playlist on YouTube it got updated recently, and the number of videos I saw on YouTube from PokeTubers about they updated the playlist news soon uh and i was just like i'm just like i hate all of you because you all know just as much as i do that we're not gonna get anything and that they just updated like the video or something yeah and that's all that happened and you all know it but you're all milking it because you know all pokemon fans are gonna be freaking out because like if they did something at the end of march that would be extremely off cycle for them uh yes I don't think they would ever do that, and they obviously didn't. Now, there's a lot of rumors about when news is going to drop, and yeah. everyone wants to be the first one to say, I called it right. Yeah, I feel like being the kind I don't know. I feel like there's more honor in admitting that you don't know because nobody knows. Yeah. I feel like there's more honor in that than trying to be like, ha, I predicted it right. Because if you try to predict everything, you're going to predict like 90% of things wrong. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And you're just going to look bad 90% of the time. And you get that feel good adrenaline rush like 10% of the time that you, that you quote unquote called it based on a guess, right? It's a gamble. It's the yeah. weatherman syndrome. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's probably true, I guess. I don't know. I don't feel that it's way. It's like, it's very hard to predict the future when you don't know it. Yeah. I, I don't really feel like trying to predict it. Like the answer is the, 
like I'll be the weatherman right now. There's a there's a ninety percent chance of news between the month the end of the month of April and the first two weeks of June. Hmm, you don't say. Wow. Yeah. Well, did you did you hear E three <laughs> got canceled like hard? I heard. I heard. I was very really? surprised. Yeah. Everything. Oh, wow. The whole thing got canceled. So it, it like that's no bueno for E three, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing just got canceled. So like that's you. Sh- so Pokemon never really presents any new things at E three. The only time they ever presented something new was they presented Fairy type in twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. But they typically always put out a video like two weeks ahead of E3. At E3, they typically have like the Nintendo Treehouse live events where they go mm-hmm. through and they play through some of the new games they've just announced, it, which is fine. And they want to have Pokemon ready, but Pokemon wants to be its own thing and not be uh, honestly mm-hmm. like hardcore associated with Nintendo. I think it's because Pokemon still lives in this really weird middle ground where it's kind of a first party title, but it's also kind of not. Yeah. And and so they try to keep everything separate from uh, about Pokemon from like the general Nintendo stuff, or at least mainline Pokemon games, I should say. Mm, yes, because they'll t- they'll be like, ah, oh, yes, a Pokemon Rumble Blast is coming, and everybody goes, yeah, yeah, Who cares? yeah. Cafe Mix Remix yeah. Deluxe times three. Yeah, exactly. Cafe yeah, Reva- Remix uh, or Cafe Remix Re Redeluxe Package because nobody's playing it still. Um, yeah. Except for Joe Merrick. Cafe Deluxe reheated in a microwave. Yeah, exactly. The Stouffer's Pokemon Cafe Remix. Well, that was a that was a nice rant about how Pokemon news works. Uh, talking <laughs> about more news, uh, I'll let Whimsicott take the next one. Yes, the anime celebrated its 25th anniversary this past week, and we do not feel old at all. Uh, I, To be fair, the like, 25th anniversary this past week... After the 25th anniversary of Pokemon's happened, I don't feel that bad actually. Uh, well, the first <laughs> because time it's like, I it's ever... like the Japanese ant version too, right? So like, yeah, you, you but know, that was so... the Japanese version of the game as well. I just feel old because, like, I know these are the Japanese dates, and I yeah. didn't actually first see the Pokemon anime 25 years ago, but <laughs> I did see the anime first. Yeah, and so you know, even if it doesn't really line up. It feels. I think outside of Japan, the anime actually aired before the game release. Uh, if uh, I, here, um, I don't know about that. I I'm almost certain mm. because I've looked into this before because I believe September of 1998 is when Red and Blue uh, released, and I believe the anime yes. it was at the end of the month, and the anime launched at the beginning of the month. I know it wasn't the case in Italy. Because all I remember was 1998 is when I got red. I remember getting it for Christmas and like those like Costco like bundles where yeah. it's oh, here's Game Boy Color plus mm-hmm. a game. Yes, I remember the Costco Sam's Club bundles. Yes. Uh, yeah. Let, let me take a look real quick. Yeah, I did can they tell do you. anything special yeah. for the an- uh, anniversary of the anime other than I know they released a new trailer. They released that's like a it. little video, I think, and that's about it. Mm. To be like, this is cute. I guess it was just another light week of news. Uh, you know for. Yes. Pokemon, because they said like uh, in the fall, Nintendo was going to start release watch because they've already pushed you know Legend of Zelda till twenty twenty three spring, which is honestly good. Yes, I I saw that coming. Honestly, one because we already have Pokemon coming out in November, mm-hmm. right? It's coming out in November, and yes, 
So you don't really like these are like two heavy hitting games. You don't want them to have to compete with each other. Exactly. No. And so Breath of the, and also you can like release it in March. Uh, like you, I think March seventeenth, uh, twenty twenty three is actually Perfect. a Friday. Um, which mm. would is the anniversary of Breath of the Wild one. Uh, so they they can just be like six years later and on the same yeah. day. See that I guarantee you that's what happens. Well, it's like how a lot of music artists coordinate when they're releasing certain songs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because you don't want to be releasing music the same day that, like, Taylor Swift is dropping a new album. Okay, so I have these numbers, by the way. Uh, Pokemon Anime, first episode aired in the U.S., September 8th, 1998. Pokemon Red and Blue, launched in the U.S., September 28th, 1998. Oh, okay, okay. Fun facts. So they had a commercial for the game. It was the other way around here. I think the games released initially, like, a October or November of 99, and the anime came out January 10th of 2000. Oh, that's but such a delay. I didn't own a Game Boy, so I had no idea the games were even a thing. Yeah, that's fair. So I just, you know, saw the anime and I was like, hmm, fun. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's a cute, the, the original Pokemon anime, like the first five seasons are legitimately decent. Uh, I like the dubs as well because it was before, it was like in the time when honestly studios didn't know how to handle dubs. Yeah. And, and so they would, they would take a lot of free, the, the rain was a lot freer and they were a lot less true to the source material. <laughs> donuts. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Don't, donuts. But then they, you also mm-hmm. get like the fun things where, where, where you like, you get like the fun little quips that like Jesse and James have. Oh gosh. Uh, which, yeah. which were really fun back in the day. Like it makes, cause like going back and watching it as like a 30 year old versus watching it as a kid. There's still like entertainment value there. I don't know. I feel like uh, ca- at least kids' cartoons used to be good about being entertaining to like the parents that have to also sit in the room at the same time. Which is kind of why I'm here because yeah. I was 17. I was only entertained by Jesse and James. So. Honestly, I could believe that because that like they did those fun quips where they would just make really like some of those jokes are graphic. Uh, <laughs> Well, that and like they gave much more backstory to Jesse and James and Meow than they ever did to Ash, Misty, or Brock in the beginning. Well, Ash is ten, so yes, and no, actually, actually, I think most of that comes from Pokemon Chronicles, which is really cool, by the way. Well, I'm not and even I'm, saying that. I'm talking like I remember there being lots of episodes about you know James as a child. All right, moving on for Sword and Shield, you can now still sign up for the international challenge that gives out the Galarian Moltres. Um, you can. Ah, uh, yes, Ronald McMoltres. Ronald McMoltres. <laughs> uh, and that's open until the end of April 14th. Uh, and then it starts the weekend after that. I should do that on stream. That sounds like a good time. Mm. Uh, I should sure. do that on stream. I have no good team right now, so I'm going to have to get, uh, I'm going to have to get back into VTC shape and give it yeah, a shot. Especially for PFTT. Especially yep. for PFTT. Well, with the exception for this one, I'll probably run Zosh and Kyogre because I'm an original. And boo. <laughs> I agree with if you. If it ain't broke. Uh, if, yeah, if it, it works, though, Claude, that's the problem. In BDSP news, the Dark Cry event is now live just for this month of April, and it is yes. shiny huntable, much like the shaming one. So have fun with yes. that. that this, is, this one's probably the most nostalgic for me of all of them. Mm. Because, like, I don't know, like, when I first really got super, super deep into Pokemon was Gen 4. When I was like getting like real into the nitty gritty mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. that Darkrai was like the first mythical era. I was just like, I can't wait for this guy to be released. I understand how stats work and it's mm. going to be amazing. 
and it's yeah, it's just uh, it's it's really interesting and fun, and I'm excited for it. I it just it brings back a lot of nostalgia. Yeah. All right, but now it's time for everyone's favorite segment of Pokemon Go news. Yes. Uh, there's going to be a Community Day classic for the oh so lovable Mudkip. Who doesn't that love Mudkip? We all like. Uh-oh. Who no? Who doesn't like Mudkip? I heard you like them. Yeah. I, I heard that too. Uh, it's going to be from April 10th from two to five p.m. local time. Yeah, shrink that with times because that's productive. Yeah. Uh, there was also a Go Fest that's been announced for June fourth and fifth, with a finale on August twenty seventh. The logo is Shaman themed. Ooh, so that's how you get Shaman. Uh, there'll be a handful of live events. Most relevant for listeners, the one in Seattle from July twenty second to twenty fourth. Because now we have a bunch of Seattle listeners and friends uh-uh. and people. Is Go Fest going to be the? Uh, is it going to be like not? in person again and let you just buy the ticket and have fun because i think that is the better version of go fest i think it's also going to be in specific locations yeah there are three locations i'm okay with it being both i i just thought like the original go fest i thought was stupid because they forced everybody to go to chicago <sighs> and play pokemon yeah. go together and i'm just like this is really dumb because yeah because you have a limited number of spots and that makes it even worse and then nothing worked anyway so, yeah, exactly. So I, I'm okay as long as they give me an option to play it at home. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's there's a Rocket event happening in Go, running through April 7th. Uh, Salandit's going to be added to 12k eggs. Womp womp. That's going to be miserable. Don't you mm-hmm. love that 87% chance at a male? Yeah, right. And it would appear Giovanni is going to be receiving Shadow Latias in the in the data mine. So you can get you can get your Latias and Latios. I like I like the Giovanni stuff. That was very interesting when they added that as ways to get mm-hmm. legends outside of raids. Mm-hmm. I I want more ways to get legends outside of raids. <laughs> yeah, that's all. All right, all right. Well, that's the news. We're gonna kick it on over now to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're gonna quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to the Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Professor Snag with the rules. The co-hosts are working together as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that you, the listeners, have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more for a total of seven points. The hosts can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct without using the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And thank you for those rules. We're going to get started with our trivia this week. Our trivia is going to start with, you know, just general trivia like always. And our first mm-hmm. one is going to come from Zachary, Ice-type trainer. Oh, no. <laughs> so we all know that Sword and Shield had a curry dex. There is mm-hmm. an amount of various curries that can be cooked. How many types of curry does it take to fill up the curry decks? And I'm going to give you a oh. plus or minus 10 on this, maybe. Oh, gosh. Okay. I remember it being an absurdly high number. It was really no high. The number actually has a callback to other things, but you'll... Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that tells I me it's th- like 151 or something like that. Yeah, it was around that. Um so that, let's that, see. That would be my guess. Would just be like 151 because it's the original Pokemon. Yeah, I think we can try to math it out just to be sure. Okay. Because so plus or minus 10. Yeah, there are how many flavors? Like 
five flavors. Yeah, okay, so five flavors. And then I think you have uh, every like single ingredient, which is like, could it be 30 ingredients? I want to say it could be because the, you have like salad. five flavors, 30 ingredients, which would yeah. be 150. 150. Yeah. All right, let's just go with 150. Yeah, 150 is within the origin art margin of error. Uh, the answer is uh, 151. Okay, cool. Cool. But All right. There easy. you go. There you go. I don't even have any fun facts about this one like Liger usually gives me. He just says, yeah, one. I, I need to find out what like the secret 151st car is. Yeah. All right. So you guys are one for one. Your next question is going to come from G. McP. Uh, oh, wow. Um, you know what? I'm still going to do it. What is the highest HP value a legal TCG card has? Uh, oh, this gosh. means that it's uh, printed on the card and it excludes promo cards not intended for play because there's some with like a thousand. Um, so just as a heads time, heads up. Well, obviously, I have no. I'll give you a plus or minus 10 <laughs> so, HP on this, okay? Right? So you don't have to be right on, but close. Still have no clue. Gosh, I don't know where they're at anymore. Um, because I know back in the old days, when I say old days, like. When it was the tag team, there was tag, there was Waylord and Magikarp, and that was three hundred. But I don't think mm-hmm. it's like that anymore. Um, I mean, it did. It didn't say the card had to be in rotation. Yes, but I'm almost positive all the new V stuff is even higher. Okay, so could it have gone to like three forty? I think it would have gone even higher. I, I mean, well, that's, that's just dumb, in my opinion. But I believe you. I mean, that's what I think. I think it's, you know, it could go as high as, like, 500, probably, just because... What? Things are nuts. Well, just give me a number, Claude. Give me a number. Yeah. I know it's above 300. That's all I know. I... I'm giving you I'm giving you a margin of error of, like, 10 HP on either side of the answer, so... Okay. If you're giving 10 on either side, maybe, like, 320? I I would like to say... 350? 350. Yeah, so it's, like... Yeah, yeah. 350 is within the margin of error. The actual oh. answer is uh, 340. Um, oh, okay. Why did th- I know that? There are three cards what? that hit this. Um, Snorlax VMAX, Copperaja VMAX, and Eternatus VMAX. Oh, we're so, not that high. I thought we'd hit 500. No, we hit 340. <laughs> we only hit three- 500 would be too much, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It, they, the they insanity did, like, is contained. The, the 340 mostly just prevents anything from being too shot. Um, mm. or no, it requires everything to be two shot because like you can hit just about three hundred with some attacks. Okay, but you can't hit. If it's super effective and stuff. Okay. Yeah, with three forty, it prevents that. All right, so you guys are two for two. Your next question is your Pokedex entry question, as always, and we are gonna get this one from Kester. It's Pokemon Alpha of Sapphire entry reads: Inside this Pokemon's body burns a flame that never goes out. During the daytime, when the temperatures rise, this Pokemon releases flames from its mouth to prevent its body from growing too hot. Who's that Pokemon? Definitely a water type. Mm. I think it's Love Disc. Only yeah, that makes sense. Definitely. I know what we're talking about. Octillery has flamethrowers, so it has to be Octillery. <laughs> um, mm. My mind immediately went to Cyndaquil. Okay. Not bad. <laughs> I don't know if that's bad. right, but it's just. I just. Like, the idea that something inside it and then it opens its Litwick. mouth 
But Litwick doesn't spit flames out of its mouth. No, the flame is burning on top of it. Um, I guess so it could be like a actually, magmar? Mm, or, and hear me out, this might be stupid. What if it's a dragon type and not a fire type? That makes sense, but it's silly. I know. <laughs> I, I, would, I would guess it's more closer to like Torkoal than it is to a fire type. Okay, okay. It's just... Mm, for some Torkoal reason, sounds I sounds like a fire turtle, and that has fire. Yeah, but it, it like Torkoal also causes hot days, so I would. I might need it an answer here, guys. In there. Ah, oh, okay, oh, Claude, gosh. you pick. I'm going Torkoal. Okay. Torkoal is incorrect. Your next Great. entry next is from Leaf Green, and it reads: When it is born, it has just one snow white tail. The tail splits from its tip as it grows uh. older. Okay, it's Vulpix. No, I think it's Torkoal. I just said Torkoal wasn't <laughs> the right uh, I know, I'm just having fun. Uh, it, Vulpix is correct. <laughs> uh, three for three. There we go. Your next question is your multiple answer question. And you get, uh, you get up to, uh, yeah, or you can get up to three points here. There are eight. Uh, this, or no, there are four answers. We're going to go with the other one. That's four answers, mm -hmm. um, that you can get. Uh, if you give me all four, you get bragging rights. You get one point for each. Okay. Otherwise, uh, this is from Professor Snag. In Pokemon oh, nice. Red and Pokemon Blue, there were four Pokemon you can only obtain in the game by trading with an NPC. Mm-hmm. What yes. are those four Pokemon? Farfetch'd, I think? Farfetch'd is one of them. That is correct. Um... Then I want to say maybe Jinx. I have to, I have to like perhaps? go through the mm -hmm. uh, stuff in my head. So yeah, uh, the first one that you encounter you can't do because it's Poliwhirl for Jinx, and that's the only way to get Jinx. Mm -hmm. Jinx is okay, correct. So the second one is Jinx. Then you cool. have the There's two more. I'm trying to think. I'm going from there down in the tunnel below. There was Nidoran for Nidoran, but you can get that and die. Yeah, you can get that. Mm. You trade a Spearow for a Farfetched. Yeah, ducks, the far-fetched. Yep. Uh, you can only get in the game um, through trade? Through trade. Okay, now, so... Does that count, like... Because I know yes. you used to be able to trade a like a Raichu for an Electrode, and that's the only way you can get Yeah, but you can, you can evolve not, a Voltorb. You can evolve a Voltorb. Yeah. So, so these no, are things that no. you literally oh, cannot oh. get any other way. Uh, can Mr. You, Mime. Right? Mr. Mime, exactly. Get, can you catch Mr. Mr. Mime? Mr. Mime. That is correct. Yeah. That is three. There's a fourth one. Do you know it? If not, I'll just I'll just reveal it. Uh, I want to say it's something dumb like, I don't yes. know, Lickitung? It is Lickitung. <laughs> it is Lickitung. Yes. Okay. Oh, it is Slowbro for Lickitung. Yeah. That's cool. the only way to get Lickitung in that game, really? That is the only way to get Lickitung. You can you can get no. far... Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think Lickitung might be available... Uh, in yellow, maybe. In yellow, in the safari oh, zone. Okay, okay. Um, but it's not in red and blue. That is the only way to get it, which is uh, kind of weird to think about. Mm -mm. Uh, which because like I don't know. I feel like Lickitung is such an iconic Pokemon, and they shoved it. I, I don't know when they just made Pokemon available via trades only. It feels kind of weird. Very. Yeah, it feels yeah. kind of weird because yeah. you're like, is this even native to the region? No, like Farfetch'd. It was such a common I, TCG card. Gosh. Like yeah, I, I even like Farfetch'd. I don't even think. Is uh is catchable ever in Gen One? No, it's not. 
Um, it's it, like the first time you can catch a wild farfetched is gold and silver. Wow. Uh, so literally every farfetched in Gen 1 was named ducks. Yes. Yep. Isn't that Fun. awful? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the worst part of all of it is that like they were stuck with those nicknames. And so when you went to Pokemon Stadium, uh, they chose the colors based on nicknames. Oh, so they were all the so same. They were all like odd colors. They never looked like an actual farfetched. Um, How many kids spent years believing that Farfetch was called the ducks? Yeah, right. Uh, it's just it was. It, I hated forced nicknames from trades. They were the worst. Mm-mm, same. Uh, I'm glad they got rid of that recently. So good for mm-hmm. them. Uh, all yeah. all right. So that gives you guys three points there. So you're six for uh, six for four. Yeah, you haven't used the hint yet either. Mm. So going for a, a top dog eight answer. You can go for eight here okay. if you get this answer correct. We can try. This is your base deck question, as always, oh, and my favorites. Uh, and this is going to come from Farmer Fox, and Farmer Fox wants to know which Mega Pokemon has the lowest base stat. Not base stat total, just like the lowest base stat. Mega Beedrill. Mega Beedrill's defense is like fifteen. Yeah, but there might be something uh, lower. Let's think about it for a moment. So, it's lower than... Uh, so, uh, how fast is Mega Slowbro? 30. Base speed. Okay. It's the same as regular Slowbro. Mm-mm. I'm pretty sure Mega Beedrill has, a, as I think, has 15 defense or something. Or special attack or something. A special attack, I think. I think yeah. it's 15 special attack. Like, That's they moved all of the stats for Beedrill to, to a, be to able to do something. Speed. Yes. Um, what else are uh, really, really like Mega Mons? Unbalanced Megas. Um, Not so unbalanced, just like. I. So, is there anything that like becomes a Mega and has a really low stat stay the same? I don't. Mm, I I'm trying to like go through the list of things else. in my head and. Mm. Yeah, I know. It's, it's uh, got a yeah. Mega B. It's got a Mega yeah. B. I'm, yeah. I'm putting all my eggs in the Mega B basket. Same. Mega Beedrill is correct. Beedrill has a 15 in special attack, which is actually also the lowest of all poison types. Fun fact. Mm. Oh. <laughs> uh, next would be Fun. Sableye and Camerupt with uh, 20 speed, and then Slowbro uh, and Steelix with 30 speed. Okay. Okay. So, there you go. That's a whole eight points for you guys, though, which is well, might matter. Uh, depending on how the next uh, next week goes with Linian. Hmm. Uh, it might matter. Let's find out. Okay, so Claude has... We're going to put the points there, and we're going to put the points there. Oh, Kidoki. And, well, I have uh, 30 points. You do not have 30 points. Um, what are you talking about? Uh, Last so, time I was on, I had 22, and now I have 30. It's just that... <laughs> in first place, uh, we have Linian with 22 points. In second place, we have Whimsicott with 14 points. In third place, we have Claude 9 with 8 points. In seventh pl- er, in fourth place, we've got a tie between Mark and Seth Vilo with 7. And in sixth place, we've got Shamu with 6. And everybody else is yet to get on the board. On that note, we are going to kick it on over to the topic. Hey, would you like a green Tauros badge? Well, you can have one. If you come over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, we are going to be giving them out once we hit $850. We're going to be giving those to every patron at the $10 plus tier because uh, we love you guys. We'd love to see this project project made. Of course, if we hit any other thresholds on the way there, such as $800 for the week-long giveaways to the community, that would also happen as well. 
so if you'd be interested in getting a green tourist badge be feel free come on over uh if you can't support the show don't worry about it you just listening is enough for us so until then though guys i'm thatch and i'll catch you guys on the flip-flop and welcome to the topic our topic today is gonna be what changes do we want to see across or do we enjoy across generations and then how can we extrapolate that further i'd like to kick things off if you guys don't mind because sure, I, I, do. this is from Kester on Discord because I asked people this morning because I usually take time to prep for the show in the morning, but we started way earlier than we usually do. So uh-huh. I did not prep as much as I usually do. They suggested, what changes across generations have you liked the most? I thought about that for a little bit and I said, you know, pretty much every generation when they just make competitive more accessible. Yes. So your answer is Gen 2 when they added special defense? <laughs> In terms of changes in general, that's on the list. Physical special split is on the list. Mm-hmm. It just in terms of things making competitive make more sense and easier to understand. Gen 6 is very much so on the list in terms yes. of how easy it was to breed. Okay, yep. The introduction of bottle caps to some extent in Gen 7. And then Generation mm-hmm. 8 like was fantastic about a number of things in terms of accessibility. They just gave us almost everything. They just, like, hand you things. Like, they just hand you everything. All right. Mm-mm. So I, I have a big list of a lot of the changes that happen throughout every single generation. Oh, okay. Okay. Do we just want to rank these? Do we just want to go good, bad, thumbs up, thumbs down? <laughs> well, no. Like, I'm, 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 I'm going to share it with you guys because it's, it's the first answer is the is the what I'm looking at. But there's a lot of things I didn't realize that came with a lot of the generations. Mm, I see. I see. Yeah, no, there's a lot of things that happened. Like, there's a lot of things that happen from gen to gen. I absolutely agree with you. My favorite uh, of them is still, like, the competitive, from the competitive standpoint. But oh, we're yes. definitely in the minority from competitive, right? In terms of Pokemon uh-uh. players. But, like, the physical special split did so much to the game. Yes. That it, oh, like, yes. it changed almost every Pokemon. Or at least a lot of the Pokemon are like, oh, now they're, like, these, it makes more sense. Well, it made a yeah. lot of them make more sense. Well, it, it didn't doom you if you had a high attack stat and you were a water type. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It didn't doom you because your type was based in a certain a certain stat. I understand why they did it, probably to save some coding room. But when you got to the DS, they had enough data to be like, yeah, every move can be coded differently. Yeah. The other big thing in my mind that really changed that, like, you know, that added another level to it all was Gen 5 when they added hidden abilities to the Pokemon. Hidden abilities were Hmm. big, actually. Well, it's hidden abilities and infinite usage TMs. That was the big one. As a a casual player, being able to use the TMs you get from a gym leader and not have to be like, oh, I should save this just in case. I agree with you in that that regard. I really like the way that they handled TRs in Gen 8 specifically. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, where they are single use, but they are a resource you can go obtain. I am fine with that too. I don't know. I think that is a much healthier way to do it than the way where it was just like, yeah, you have one TM26, good luck, and you yeah. move on with life. I don't see why we had to go back from collect all the 100 TMs and then you're done. Yeah. And then you can have like infinite number of competitive Pokemon with this move if you need them. I like that better. I like the resource grind a little bit just because it it encourages you to play the game, right? There there are a lot of stories I've heard and this is this is just like this is like the worst of the like the worst case scenario. I don't think everybody does this. But like mm-hmm. VGC there are some VGC players in particular who legitimately don't play the entire game. 
or just get yeah. to the point in the game where they can get to competitive. And that's yeah, it. yeah. And that's it. I kind of understand if like that's the way you. Ju- I mean, I'm being a little judgy here, I guess, which is a little, a mm. little rude, but it's okay. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this list that Claude gave us, and I'm gonna give you my favorite change in every step from that's one fair. generation to the other. Let Let's do that. Let's go through each generation and say our favorite thing. Well, we don't count Gen One, right? We just count Gen Two. We yeah, yeah. No, well, don't count Gen One because like that's Pokemon. Well, Gen One gave us. You know, from no Pokemon to Pokemon, so big one. No Pokemon to Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fan of the whole making Pokemon a thing thing, you know? Uh, uh, <laughs> yep, definitely. Yep. I-, I think that was a pretty decent idea on their end, mm, right? <laughs> yes. In in Gen 2, I'm going to be honest, possibly my favorite thing is shiny Pokemon. Mm. I know it's dumb, but... I don't know. Back when we were sprite-based... Shinies looked way better. Yes. Uh, shinies well, looked way... Uh, except yes. except for the ones... Okay, I should say all of the Pokemon up to Gen 5, back when we were sprite-based, their Shinies looked better. Yes. Mm-mm. The Shinies that came out post-3D, they crafted really well, and I think a lot of them are good. I mean, the thing is, they are conceptually better because they're not, like, random. Yes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the 3D models have been so washed out that the shinies lose a lot. So it's, you know, win some, lose some situation. Yeah, well, like, the new Pokemon get, like, specific shinies that don't look Mm -hmm. washed out because they don't make them, like, the same way they used to, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly, but the old shinies have suffered. I absolutely agree with you. See, I didn't realize a lot of the mechanics that I really enjoy from the game, a lot of them came from Gen 2. Like, you have the special split to attack and defense. You have Mm. steel and dark types were added. They added gender, they added breeding, they added friendship, they added held items. Yes, this is why Thatch says Gen 2's his favorite gen. Uh-uh. Like, and then everyone's like, well, gold and silver were awful games. I'm like, yes, but they did, because Gen 2 was trying to create, like, an ecosystem for you to play in, and uh-huh. not so much, like, a journey for you to play in, uh-huh. if that makes sense. They they wanted you to, like, backtrack a lot. I, I think they, they, they changed a lot. They changed a lot of the game. Yeah, they did. I think in Gen 2 more than any other gen. I think breeding is probably the number one from Gen 2 there that you listed that I like Mm-mm. the most. Only because, one, it's how you get into competitive now. But two, it's also the way that it introduced you to... or It gives you a way to fill your decks easier. Without hurting so badly, as you are doing in blue right now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm almost <laughs> done with blue, by the way. I, I need to get oh, back to that. I need to get... I'm, I'm very close, actually. My living decks in blue is like... I'm wow. super close. Like, I'm missing, like, the red exclusives and the... Ooh. And, like, the pick one Pokemon deals. Wow. That's all I'm missing. I think right now in blue. I do agree with you guys that breeding is the best thing introduced in Gen 2. But when I remember Gen 2 and I remember how I felt about it, the the thing that I remember, like, this cherry on top was the shinies. That's completely fair. See, I just liked having... I just liked the map of Johto a lot. Mm. Well, let's move on to Gen 3 then. But Gen three, well, Gen three, yes, Gen I think 3. we might we might all agree on this one. We'll see abilities. So the other big one I was going to say was weather. Ooh, I like we, abilities no. more than weather. No, we had weather in Gen two. Rain dance existed in Gen two. Oh, I'm thinking overworld what? then, because that's where they had it in the overworld and it impacted the game. Rain dance and sunny day were introduced in Gen two. Uh, overworld weather did ex- didn't happen until Gen three. You are correct in that. Ah, okay, never mind. Then yeah, abilities is by far changed the whole game. 
I only remember this because there was an Earl's Training Academy in Pokemon Stadium 2. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because they had like a whole lesson on like, use Sunny Day before you use Flamethrower so you can do more damage. Mm. Now, now I will say, Gen 3 had a hidden mechanic that made that changed the way I think we played Pokemon from there on. The box became so much easier to use, like your PC. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. Before you had to save changing from box one to box two, and you can only see a couple of things, they made that entire interface incredible. Yes. No, I. you know what? Oh, I'm oh, going to say oh. that's my favorite change from Gen 3. I'm honest. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> um, I might agree there, actually. <laughs> because playing Gen 1, it's awful. Gen 2 is a little bit better, only because in Gen 2, you can see the picture oh, of the Pokemon. Oh, they show you the pictures. Yeah. Mm. Well, if you don't, if you don't see the, you can't even check summaries or or anything. No. In no. Gen One, it's awful. Like that box but system Gen is 3, real bad. A, you can just move stuff around like willy nilly, which is great. It's great. I'm still looking for a po- copy of Pokemon Box, by the way. If anybody wants to hit me up. <laughs> but like, I think that's the biggest change for like competitive and casual players, just yes. everywhere. Like they made it so much easier to use more than just your party. I, I remember in Gen One when I first played through Pokemon. I'm like, oh, I don't know how to use the box. Uh, if I put my Pokemon in there, maybe it's just gone forever. I'm still on my Pokemon channel thought. I wonder if I can mod a GameCube and put it on there. Oh, wow. <laughs> if I can, it's happening, guys. I know. <laughs> uh, we're modding a GameCube. <laughs> I-, I guess as far as like competitive changes for Gen 3, like they made the EV system. It was around in Gen 2, but they really revamped it to like the 252s. Uh... Well, it's more, I don't think it's really the 252s that were a big deal as much as it was the, because uh, they went from like the, the static limit. experience system to EVs. It was the 510. It was the 510, I think. That's the, the bigger deal. Yeah. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. I think the 510 is a bigger deal. But all right, Gen 4. Let's move on to Gen 4. Ooh. Gen 4 has the physical special split. I don't know what else uh, is cool about that. I mean, uh, but I'm, I, yeah. I think I think if I want to say like if I want to be like real, it's f- physical special split. But the thing that makes me feel the best was all of the new evos we got. I yes. think actually what Gen 4 did that is not on this list is the online connection. Yes, 100%. That, that has to be the best one. You know, that's yes, correct because that's why Puckle exists. Yeah, GTS and online battling. So I tried to start, like, before we had Puckle, I tried to start a like, whole online community for mm-hmm. a uh, for just, like, Pokemon tournaments because of the online stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, it was back in the day when, like, I think Geocities was still a thing. Yes. And so I started the Geocities to try to get that going. <laughs> like, that was before Puckle. And then we did Puckle, the podcast. And, well, Puckle didn't start as a podcast. Puckle started out as a group of kids that, like, wanted to play Pokemon together and we wanted to sound cool. Mm-mm-mm-mm. See, I, I remember going on like random servers and just trying to find yeah. people to battle and battling them and like, you know, joining yes. groups and talking to people and, you know, like, who wants to battle? So before Puckle, there was uh, a small, there was another Pokemon podcast called WTPT. Um, they called themselves first the Pokemon Times and rebranded to the Palette Times or the Palette Tribune. Mm-hmm. They're, they're since defunct. I think they, they ended their run in like 2010, 2011 or something like that. They were really good, in my opinion, though. I, I like I like the the vibe they gave off. Mm-hmm. They had a, like a little server. That's where we got the idea for Puckle and like turning it into a server like that. Or they had like a chat box, and mm-hmm. we used the chat box to like hang out and do Pokemon stuff. And I would go over there and I'd battle people before we started Puckle, and that was a good time. Though you had a, he did have like a problem with that. So like the online hack detection for Gen Four just was non-existent. Oh. So like you could plug your action replay into your DS and like give yourself like infinite HP or whatever. 
Oh, no. Or not infinite, but like max HP. So like 999 HP or whatever. Mm. And so every Pokemon, like I, there were a couple of times where I ran into a guy that would just do that. But he yeah. played off like he wasn't. And you can't see it, right? Because you can't see his DS with the action replay in it. Mm-hmm. So it was dumb. But very. It brings back memories. Good old memories. <laughs> Gen 5? Uh, Gen 5. I have three here. Go for it. Oof. One is Infinite TMs. And the second and the third are Anna and Whimsicott. Oh, that does remind me. We forgot something for Gen 3, which is double battles. They uh, introduced yeah. double battles. Uh, that's true. Game. I'm not excited about that. Because triple battles came with Gen 5. Okay, but triple battles were bad. <laughs> no, but like doubles is the format for VGC. So that is a very important like... No, doubles is the format for VGC. And I think it's the only format outside of singles that is decently balanced. Mm, yes. Triple battles is bad. Rotation battles are bad. Yes. Oh, the other big thing I think with Gen 5 that, I mean, my real thing is the Poke Center and the Pokemart became the same thing. That is very convenient and I love it. I still think hidden abilities like we were talking about earlier. Oh, I mean, hidden mm. abilities is, yeah. I think that's big. I, I hated the original way to get them, though, until Black and White 2. Mm-hmm. Black and White 2 had the hidden grottos where you can go get them, but Black and White were fully about doing the online. The dream world. In the dream yes. world. You also do the hordes. What? No, there's what? no hordes in Gen 5. That's Gen 6. There's no hordes. Never mind. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> God, it was bad. It was only available through the d- Dream World in black and white. The Dream World Online and the Dream World Online <laughs> was so bad. Uh, it was so bad. And it was at the time, too, where... So, like, I was in college. It was same. really hard to hook up your game consoles to, like, the college Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. So it was so hard to do it. So like you'd have to, I like I'd have to like go to McDonald's and then like upload oh, my Pokemon gosh. and then like go home and like play the Dream. I I hated playing on the Dream World. Oh my gosh, it was dumb. And some of the time it didn't even work properly. Yeah, it was and, just well because it was like a bunch of little kid mini games. It was like like if you go to Pokemon.com right now, you can play games, right? Mm-hmm. It was like that quality of Flash game that you were playing on the yeah. Dream World. You would occasionally like run into a Pokemon. God forbid they had bad IVs mm-hmm. and they had the hidden ability. And then God forbid you got a male. I mean, you could only get male hidden abilities from the dream world. Wait, was that true? If you got a female, it could not have the hidden ability from the dream world. No. That's bad. Yes. In black and white, it worked like that. I'm no, pretty sure. I'm going to look this up yes. and you're probably right. I just want, I just do. want confirmation. Please do because I am not 100% sure. Because the mini games were so bad, it was it was just really bad. It, like I really, really disliked it. Yeah. Anyways, I guess moving to Gen Six, Mega Evolutions. Mmm. No, Destiny not and Fairy type. Oof. Yeah, that's a hard. They do, they do add Fairy type. They do add the Destiny not. Yeah, I ranking that is actually really hard. They also <laughs> added character customization for the first time. I know. Besides, okay. just are you a boy or a girl? Gen 6 did a lot of good things, except for the jump to 3D, in my opinion. <laughs> Gen 6 is the generation that got me, like, back into Pokemon. Like, I-, I was really into it, Gen 4. It got a lot of people into it. Mine came from, there was, like, some, like, gaming society at my college, and they were like, oh, we're gonna host a Pokemon tournament. And the guy who's running it was like, oh, I'm the best Pokemon player here, There's it's not even a challenge, no one should even compete. And I made a personal, like, I'm like, I'm gonna crush you in this. <laughs> That's a personal vendetta right there. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know who I am, and I'm going to purposely come in and destroy you. And I, like, declared this in front of, like, his whole group. <laughs> we oh, get wow. to the tournament. I play him in the semifinals, destroy him, 
Yes. Yeah. And like, you know, win the whole thing, get like a free, like, you know, poster and t-shirt. Yeah. And he's just there like, oh, you only won because of like, you know, hacks or I got paralyzed. And I'm like, no, I won because you're trash. (laughs) (laughs) And this is like the good time of like Gen 6, like pre-bank Gen 6. Oh, I love pre-bank meta. Pre-bank meta is amazing. And he's like, well, and he's like, you're making things like, I hit my Specs Hurricane on my uh, Dragonite. That's all I needed to win. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Or something absurd like that. And it was like, and I'm like, great. And this, I remember coming back to like my, like it's all like, my friends, like, Mike, where'd you go? And I'm like, oh, I just went to win a Pokemon tournament, but I'm back now. <laughs> I mean, you're running Specs Dragonite. That tells you a lot. I remember hitting 1500 on the ladder with it. And I was thrilled <laughs> with, my, with it. Quick circle back to the hidden ability discussion, because I did find it. Sorry. A yes. Pokemon in the dream world will always have its hidden ability. Um, if it oh, has, okay. if it if it has one in Generation Five, Pokemon in the Dream World has a has a twenty five percent percent chance of being female, regardless of gender oh, distribution. Okay, which made it worse still because you could still that was back when you could only breed females with hidden abilities. Yes, and it yes, made life yes. awful. Now I think it's both parents. Either one can the have male, it. You know, um, I think okay, the male so has I like a lower. Male... I think I think the male has it with a ditto. It's okay with a ditto. Yes. Uh, but not with the female. Not with the female, yes. It has to be with the ditto. It has I to think. be with the ditto, yes. Yeah. But at least you could do it with. At least you can do it now. <laughs> yes. You didn't like the ditto rule didn't exist. I'm glad I was wrong, and it was not as bad as I remembered it being. It was still a roll of the dice. It was twenty five, and you could only get like one of these a day. Oh yeah, true. You could only get one Pokemon, your Pokemon a day. Went to sleep once a day. Yeah, it was awful. Gosh. I hated it. What was the black and white two one to get the stuff? Hidden, was hidden grottos. Just yeah, much better system. Oh, okay. They were empty most of the time, which was frustrating. Yes. But it wasn't as bad as having to go to a website with Flash games. With Flash games, yes. I like and not even good Flash games, mind you. No. Like terrible Flash games. The Dream World the Dream World it, I w- I am glad to no longer believe exists. Yeah. But they also had like Pokemon right. Dream Radar as well as like an option to to use for some yeah. things. That was the thing, which you should download now before the eShop closes forever. Right, you should. <laughs> so Gen Six, we had Fairy type. Yes, Gen, uh, fa- Fairy type and Mega Evolution, which are the uh, big things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, and the Destiny Knot we mentioned. And the, yes, okay. breeding yes. breeding got a nice buff, right? Yep. So Gen Seven then the removal of HMs. Yeah, the removal of HMs for me. Yeah, the removal of HMs 1000% I think wins this hardcore. I the, the it also includes my favorite my least favorite change of all time in Pokémon, the Rotom Pokédex. <laughs> no, I I hate it. I hate it. And let me explain to you why I hate the Rotom Pokédex. I hate the Rotom Pokédex for several reasons. One, the Rotom Pokédex never shuts up in Gen 7. No, it doesn't. Which is one of the most annoying things. Two, they decide they they've decided it started this thing where it's just like this was a cute idea. Why don't we use it all of the time? Yeah. <laughs> and so in Gen Eight, we got not only a Rotom phone, but we also got a Rotom like the drone Rotom bike and a Rotom yeah. bike and like all of this other nonsense. And none of them are playable. Yes, none no. of them are playable. That is where I was going. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> They're just like, here's this Pokemon. 
we made all these cool new forms that people have been asking for new forms of Rotom forever because the five we have are really cool and it'd be cool to see the rest of the tights fleshed out kind of like evolutions and they're making mm-hmm. these forms and not doing anything cool with them instead of instead yep. they just talk to you and it's shrill and annoying the voice also of Rotom decks in the gen 7 anime is absolutely awful and i have nightmares about it I've never heard it, and now that you've described it, I'm grateful I haven't. You know how, like, it's annoying in-game? Imagine that, but they gave it a voice. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad, and I dislike to it. To purposely get off this topic, um... <laughs> no. <reach> the fact <laughs> that... <laughs> so, there were two other things that I think Gen 7 did that are, you know, very useful. One was you can now check the stats changes that happened to your Pokemon during battle. Yes. Not bad. That's true. Not bad. It's just a useful thing that I'm glad they added in. And they brought the idea of regional Pokemon. I love that. That makes up for Rotom decks. Not like in the deck, like in the actual Pokemon. No, 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 no. It makes up for Rotom decks. That's what I said. It makes up for Rotom decks being awful is regional Pokemon because they made Rotata cool. Because that that gives them a new way to add new things without increasing their deck size. And it's much easier to be like, oh, just take this Pokemon, recolor it slightly, new types, and you're done. Uh Uh-uh. Because like and we've we've seen that in Gen eight, I guarantee we're going to see it in Gen nine. Yeah, and it's an excellent way of you know expanding the decks without expanding the decks too much. Exactly, it means they only have to make less new Pokemon, and they can just give us more regionals. Yeah, and I have to be honest, I'm looking at the list for Gen eight, and except maybe the fact that you can transfer egg moves, Gen eight did nothing. For me. TRs? The new things, other than, yeah, Pokemon Osmosis. I Well, so I think Poke, Gen 8, what it brought was, uh, I guess Gen... compatibility. It just brought a lot of quality of life, I think, more than anything exciting, <laughs> in my opinion. Mm. I don't know if we want to, like, count Let's Go improvements as Gen 7 uh, improvements, but... I still think being able to access the box from anywhere is very, very nice. Okay, that one, that one is amazing. I do, I, I do hate that it, I, I still have to go to a PC if I want to heal Pokemon or an actual uh, like Pokemon Center. Yeah, you can camp and make curry. Yuck. Uh, that's my response to that. I like that they continued regionals because they realized it was a good idea. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, you could also include Pokemon Legends Arceus in Gen 8 if you really want to. And all of the changes that brought. I would not. <laughs> I would not. So all they've really done is just add, like, give more Pokemon. Either they took moves away or they've added new moves to them. And, or, like, they've slightly buffed Pokemon or nerfed them a little bit. And, you know, they're just balancing. I think the YCOM is also the next best thing to the PSS for a single screen experience. But nothing is like the PSS. The PSS was the ultimate way to like be online. Yeah. Yeah. In a single screen experience, I think the YCOM is the next best thing. Mm. I honestly am going to say that I like the like the pairing system better than I've ever liked the PSS or uh, anything on Gen 7. No, I mean, Festival Plaza was garbage, but... Yes. I really enjoy just putting in the code and you connect to whoever's on the other end of the code. I enjoy that so much. That is nice. It is the best thing in the entire world. No more friend codes. I'm just done with friend codes. Yeah. Still upset with Nintendo for not giving us like gamer tag equivalents. <laughs> the Switch still has a friend code. Yeah, I know. 2022 Nintendo. 
Yeah, but the good thing they did at least with with at least like I know Pokemon Unite is you can click on the person's name that you battled with and just instantly friend them. Yes, I, and I think that's something that they need to have. Uh, but I don't know, like. I, I actually looking at that list and seeing how little Gen 8 added makes me a little sad. Yeah, same. Uh, looking at this list. Let's say, going into Gen 9, yeah, what I, do this we want to see? I mean, I feel Ooh. like we talked about it a little bit, but I, I don't know. I would just give me something. I don't know. I mean, I, I, we're going to, it's going open world and it's probably going to be closer to the style of Legends Arceus. I don't know that catching is going to be as it's seamless. Not. I think they announced that, right? Yeah, they announced that you have to battle the Pokemon. Now, maybe That's the fine. transition into battle is the seamless one from Arceus, which is br- cool. I think the transition into battle is going to be similar as to Arceus, based on what we're seeing, which I think will make it better. I'm fine with that as long as they keep the battle the same battle style. Same. I hated the turns, and I would never want to go back to that again. I don't know that I want to see anything that would make this kind of list, right, where it's very blatantly obvious. Because, Ooh. I mean, if you're looking at Gen 8 as well, like, you, they didn't even put overworld Pokemon for Wilds in there, right? They did. Mm, oh, they did, but yeah. They didn't put that. And so you would get a lot of things like that in Gen well, 9. I kind of liked the mix of it being, you know, you could see some stuff in the overworld and some stuff you don't. So I was watching a Lutu video uh, this week. That, that's that's about all of the Pokemon content I really consumed this week was Lutu. <gasps> He made a very good point. He has a video up about is Pokemon like moving too fast, a discussion that we had in an episode a couple months ago. Uh-huh. He uh, he had a video about that, and he was talking about the game design of Sword and Shield and how because Pokemon's moving so fast, it can't adapt to grab like the good things of like the game right before it fast okay. enough. Yeah, which which is I think a good point because he go he goes you look at Sword and Shield where they have overworld Pokemon because they wanted to include them after the reception of Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, mm-hmm. which is which is why they did it. They they've stated that very clearly. He goes, but then you look at the routes and the routes had to change entirely because they tried to do it and they didn't seem to have enough time to go and properly put uh what like Pokemon properly in there and so the routes feel empty and very yeah. straight because they're not intended. To like, they're this weird mix of like trying to be overworld encounters, but not be overworld encounters. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And I think I think they did a better job with it with Legends Arceus, though. No, no, they did, they did because Legends Arceus got to take time to reiterate on that. Right? I'm hoping that Gen Nine will get the lessons yes. that Legends Arceus received. Um, so that I mean, I don't know that this would make this kind of list, right? Where they where it's just like this is a better experience mm-hmm. because at this point yes. I'm just I like, and maybe this is just me being uncreative. Uh, Get rid of the timer. Done. Timer, yeah. Timer would be great. Like, just having a better, ex- more fluid experience like Legends Arceus would be great as well. Like, if the single-player experience becomes way better for Pokemon, I'm all for that as well. Yeah. Like, you look at something like Pokemon, or not Pokemon, but like Breath of the Wild, which is a fantastic single-player experience. I would love for something like that to happen with Pokemon, which Legends Arceus was very close. So, I, I just uh, thought of the Gen 8 thing that I absolutely loved, and I want them to bring back that was on the list. Rental codes. Uh, rental Ooh, codes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Like the ability to just be like, take someone else's team and play mm-hmm. online without having to do your own thing is phenomenal. That's not a Gen 8 exclusive thing uh, that happened in Gen 7. What oh, in yeah. Gen 7? It happened in Gen it did, 7. It did. It did. It happened in Gen 7. You, it was QR code based though. Yeah, but like it was so much easier. No, no, literally, literally, Gen Eight is the generation of quality of life improvements. Like, <laughs> okay, but like in my mind, like that's still like something I loved having, and I would love to see that going forward. Yes, I don't like, disagree with you. In my mind, if they could take Gen- like all of the quality of life improvements from Gen Eight, add some other like you know fun you know mechanic of some kind. Although, because yes. I, I hated Dynamaxing, 
and I still will hate Dynamaxing. Yes, I think Dynamax uh, mm-hmm. Dynamax missed the mark on a lot of ways, and yeah. I Dynamax like Dynamax missed the mark a lot. Uh, and I don't know, they they have some new symbol in the Japanese thing, and it scares me. Like for me. And I know it's not going to happen because of the Japanese logo. I would just love no gimmick. Like, no gimmick, please. I don't need it. It's fine. But go back to Megas. Simple. You literally just keep Megas and just, like, let's go forward yeah. with that. Like, I don't need more gimmick, please. Because if I'm looking at, like, the list of stuff that we have and the new, like, new changes I would love yeah. to see is I loved the Battle Frontier that we used to have. And I would love for more, you know, things like that. I can see that happening. I would love to, you know... At least Battle Factory. Battle Factory, right? The Battle Factory was one of my favorite and still my favorite thing. Where it's just, you can just go in and you're given random Pokemon and you just play mm-hmm. with them. Yeah, I mean, something even, somebody somebody came up with something. I think it was in an email last week where they suggested that they would like to see something where you could have players introduced to competitive. Thinking more mm-hmm. on that, like, throughout the week, I, I thought more about, like, Earl's Pokemon Academy in Pokemon mm-hmm. Stadium 2, where I learned a lot about, like, basic Pokemon for competitive battling, and okay, I would love to see yeah. something like that. Like, maybe maybe it's not exactly something in Scarlet and Violet. I don't know. Like, this is my... This is just, like, that's just Pokemon Stadium Extreme, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that just reoccurred. Like, it's bingo card, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of going the opposite direction with my thought process here. So, the games are getting more and more and more evolved, and the system is powerful, and it's more and more like a you know proper classic RPG. It is, yeah. Customization and stuff. I know they're not gonna do it, but what if you had story paths? Mm. It's either that or like I would love to have side quests like that actually matter as <laughs> yeah. part of the game. I mm, hope so. That, that'd be a good one, actually. I don't disagree with that, Claude. Like now that now that you can replay the game without buying it again or erasing your previous save file. Say you do something, like, super simple, like Fire Emblem Three Houses. You have, like, four possible endings. Oof. Okay, you need maybe three endings for a Pokemon game. That sounds like too much. I'm going to be honest, because I didn't finish Three Houses, because there's three paths. <laughs> well, there's there's technically, like... There's technically like four, I think. But yeah, there's four in three houses. That's but so. That's in so Pokemon, much. you need you need maybe three, two, and it doesn't have <laughs> to change. I, mean, I don't know. Two seems like you know you have versions. Yes, two versions are already your like story path. You know, they should go to one version. I think they should one thousand percent just go to one version, but they won't. They're too scared. They won't. They make too much money with two. Yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I, I would love the idea of like there's like we see it in Arceus there's a bunch of side missions that you can complete that unlock yeah. more of the game I think that's yeah. like a fun addition to like the main series where it's like oh you like uh like I think of like the Delta episode in uh mm-hmm. ORAS where it's an extra thing you can do that adds more that can add a little bit I more like to the that game. I like so that I, yeah. that's what I'd love to see is just more abilities to this not just in the end game but like throughout the game Yes. Where it's, mm-hmm. oh, you talk to this person and they're like, oh, hey, if you do this thing for you, I can show you where you can find this Pokemon. And then now it's, oh, you can find this Pokemon only after talking to this person and like mm-hmm. doing this little event for them. Mm-hmm. This way it forces you to do more things with it. Um, but that's just, you know, yeah. my little pipe dream of wanting to incorporate all the different aspects of games I enjoy into one. I, I, yeah. I don't know that that will happen, honestly, only because... Like I said earlier, they don't have enough time to just, like, pivot like that. Yeah. Well, they did it for Legends Arceus, kind of. Well, yeah, they did it for Legends Arceus 
but that doesn't okay so that's like i'm gonna go back to the uh, the the example of overworld pokemon right they they mm-hmm. put overworld pokemon in sword and shield but i do not think they put overworld pokemon in sword and shield well no exactly arceus started as a different game already yes yeah it's it's a pipe dream i have but that, that, that's all i got you'll you'll see it in gen 10 let's see it in gen 10 like the things that we like now is like wait two gens because they're moving too fast so i think this is a good place to stop (laughs) yeah so we'll stop it here guys uh we're gonna kick it on over to the pokemon of the episode so we will uh we will catch you on the (laughs) flip-flop And welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 643, Reshiram, the vast white Pokemon. It's Pokemon Shield Pokedex entry state. According to myth, if people ignore truth and let themselves become consumed by greed, Reshiram will arrive to burn their kingdoms down. Oh my gosh. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty... Yes. Wow, okay. Reshiram, yes. the uh, somewhat worse dragon, but not entirely. He was my favorite. I thought he looked cute compared. I didn't like Zekrom as much. I liked Zekrom better at the time, but I don't know. Gen 5 is a weird gen for me because I I didn't exactly fall out of Pokemon, but I also at the time was just like, eh, Gen 5 feels really disconnected. I don't know how I feel. Mm. Because eh, they were trying to do the whole thing. Black and White 2 saved Gen 5 for me. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So it, it did a very good job with that. As much as I loved Black and White, I agree with you. Yeah. Like, Black and White 2 is a game I would go and replay, and I will go replay it at some point in the near future, but not... <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, once my basement's done, that's when we'll do it, Claude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just come on over, help me finish my basement, okay? Well, that, and I know Dreano did a recent hack of, like, a redo of Black and White 2 by adding Fairy and other stuff. And I still, gotta, I still gotta play that Emerald thing that you showed me the other day. We should do that on stream. Probably not this week, mm. but maybe, like, next week. Let me finish my basement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually around next week. Perfect. I'll set that up. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. Uh, yeah, because this week I can't do it. So I'll probably go back to the Emerald Nuzlocke we're doing, but we should just do like another day, like on next Thursday or something, where I just come on and do the other one. Sure. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. You heard it here first, folks. Um, all right. So we've got Reshiram today. Reshiram's a decent-ish Pokemon. It's a base 680 stat total because he's legendary. Um, drinking all that milk. And he's got an HP of 100. He's got a uh, attack stat of 120, which I think people forget about all the time. That these legends yeah. just like still have massive attack stats, but or like special attack stats, but they the other one's higher, so nobody really thinks about it. Uh, base defense of 100, base special attack of 150, base special defense of 120, and then unfortunately a base speed of 90. Like 90 is just like just womp, on womp. just like the too low. To be uh, fair, uh, to be fair, Gen Five though was the time where dragons were dragons and fighting types reign supreme. Yeah. So I I don't feel bad for it. Mm-hmm. it oh, it got scale shot. Good for you. Ooh. It got scale shot. Good for you, Reshiram. Yeah, it, it it's gotten good. Yeah. Uh. So what we got today is a VGC team, and we've been trying to do not Zosh and Kyogre's VGC teams. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so we today we have a what the what the owner of this team, I Ultra, calls the team uh, Re- Reshram, uh, which is a lot of fun. So it's Reshram Zekrom as your two legends in VGC. So you can use this uh, maybe for the PFTT if we ban everything, and <laughs> which would be fun, honestly. Yeah. So this team, you've got a choice, or you've got a safety goggles Reshram, 
with the ability Turbo Blaze. It's got 108 EVs and uh, HP, 4 defense, 76 special attack, 68 special defense, 252 speed. The 4 in defense is because level 50 shenanigans. Um, timid nature, because you're going to go fast. And it's you've got yourself Draco Meteor, Fusion Flare, Protect, and Earth Power, which is honestly not, not a bad set at all. No. no. Stab and ground. Yeah, uh, that sounds like fun. Uh, that's a decent, uh, decent set. And then he can't be put to sleep by a Moongus. And he, I don't, I don't actually don't know what the safety goggles are accomplishing. It's for sand and hail damage. Yes. Uh, maybe. You also can't be spored. Yeah, I think spore's the bigger one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think spore's the bigger. And you can't be rage powered either. And all of these moves are single target. Yeah. So. The other its partner is Sekrom with the Choice Scarf. This is this is a black and white team. I like this. Uh, it's got mm-hmm. Choice Scarf, so it, it is going fast. He's got forty four HP, one sixty four attack, fifty two defense, forty four special defense, two hundred four speed, Jolly Nature. I assume that it gets it to just like outspeed, uh, like Retro Lucky or something. Mm-hmm. Jolly Nature. Uh, with Fusion Bolt, Breaking Swipe, Breaking Swipe again. So that needs to be fixed. Uh, yeah, we're gonna say maybe, I don't know. Outrage. I'm gonna put Outrage yeah. in right now. <laughs> I'm gonna put Outrage instead of second Breaking Swipe. <laughs> yeah. But Breaking Swipe's also good. I mean, it's that important because you get that drop on both of your opponents. I mean, it's scarfed, so if you want, you could possibly maybe consider Rock Slide. Yes, that's true too. Yeah. But yeah, those are those are those two. We got uh, two more. I don't know who wants to go next. Anybody can go. I'll go. Finish off the Gen Five boys. We got we got mm-hmm. two legends, so that only makes sense that we have two genies as well. And to start things off, we have Landorus Incarnate, regular Landorus, uh, with a Life Orb, Sheer Force, level fifty, with two twenty HP, four defense, seventy six special attack, sixty eight special defense, and hundred and forty speed with a modest nature. With Earth Power, Sludge Bomb, Protect, and U-Turn. Just your standard kind of like offensive, kind of bulky Landorus that sits and does lots of damage because Sheer Force Life Orb. Yeah, yeah. And then to go with that, we have some of our support on the team with Tornadus Incarnate. Uh, with Leftovers, Prankster Ability, uh, 244 HP, 156 Defense, 4 Special Attack, four, uh, 20 Special Defense, and 84 Speed. Bold Nature with Air Slash, Scary Face... Taunt and Tailwind. Ooh. Yeah, I get all the shenanigans going on. I like Tailwind yep. a lot, actually, though. I like Scary Face. That's cool. Techwind. Scary Face is really good. I like Scary... So, Scary Face could get really interesting because of the next Pokemon we're about to see. Yes. So, the we're moving on from Gen 5 to Gen 6, and we have a Trevenant holding a Keyberry... With the ability mm. Harvest. I love it. It has, yeah, it has a relaxed nature, 164 defensive Vs, and 92 special defensive Vs. He did not even finish out, the guy didn't even finish out the EV spread <laughs> for Trevenant. I think he, I think the rest are in HP. I know, yeah, it has to be. Uh, an IV of two in speed, which I'm sure hits a very precise number that I have no idea what it does. What's Trevenant's base speed? It's gotta be weird. Keep going. Uh, 60 40. something, I think. Um, 
So it has Reflect, fine. It's a physically defensive Pokemon with a key berry on top of it. Ooh, Harvest, amazing. Will-O-Wisp, cool. Horn Leech, to gain back some HP. And then it has Trick Room. So you will notice when I go to the next Pokemon that there are no slow Pokemon on this team. Yes. Because the next Pokemon is a Tapu Fini, but what you can do with Prankster Scary Face on Tornadus is if you're in Trick Room, you can Scary Face your friend, and that friend becomes very slow, which means since the speed applies immediately, it goes first in Trick Room mm-hmm. right now. And it's it's very complicated tech, because it means that the Pokemon that set the Trick Room has to get off the field in order for this to work with something else. Well, also, if your opponent uses Trick Room, you can abuse it that way, too. Absolutely. It's a good counter Trick Room, yeah. 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 It's very interesting to me. Uh, and then we have something a little bit more classic, which is a Choice Packs Tapu Fini with Misty Surge, of course. It has 156 HP EVs, 4 defense, 244 special attack, 44 special defense, 60 speed with a modest nature. And it's running Muddy Water, Dazzling Gleam, Ice Beam, and Trick in case you, Can you trick find a role that... No, you can't. I didn't think you could. Yeah. No, but you can trick a Porygon too, or you could yeah. trick a, you could trick a Porygon too. A Porygon too might be scary actually to hand some choice specs to, but <laughs> but something like Amoongus, you know, yeah, Amoongus, or yeah, or even like say a uh, Clefable or a Clefairy, mm. um, yeah. You you can ruin a, a utility mon's life with choice specs because it also means they can't protect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, they only protect. Yeah, which means they don't protect turn two. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's very true. It's it's a bit of a complicated thing, but I it, this looks like fun. Honestly, yeah, yeah no, it does look like a lot of fun. Uh, I would, I'm definitely going to try it out. I'm going to try it out on Showdown now that I'm unbanned and it's not April Fools. <laughs> 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 All right, so. Uh, yeah, if you want this team in shiny form, you could probably grab it over on our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. Unless you want to just play around with it, we'll have the paste over on uh, over on our Discord server. So be sure to check it out. All right, so that's going to be it for Pokemon of the episode. We're going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you can send us emails at pucklepodcast.gmail.com and we will read them on the show. So uh, this segment, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. And as always, we'll hand out the uh, Green Tauros badge to anybody we deem worthy and set up everything the way we want it to, or sends up a conversation or something. I don't know. Mm -mm. We've only got two this week unfortunately. So I'm going to go ahead and break into this first one. Our first one is going to be from Ellis. Hello, Puckle Crew. Hope all is well. Since the last time I wrote in, I had my second child, a little girl named Violet. But she was named that well before Scarlet and Violet were announced because she was born in July of last year. On on to the mailbag question. I'm a big fan of the tournament champion style format and Sword and Shield in Sword and Shield. And I would like to see something like that return. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Mm. Uh, I did. I, I appreciated that more than Elite Four. I'm not going to lie. 
Mm. Or if they do go back to the Elite Four, I don't want to have to battle them again after becoming champion. Now, <laughs> I think they like kind of fixed that in Alola where the champion would always swap or like the champion challenger yeah. would always swap, which was really nice. Yeah. I really like that. So it was nice. They, they're kind of doing, they're just doing like an extension of that in Sword and Shield. Mm-mm. Also, would it be mu- too much to ask that after becoming champion, everyone acknowledges you at such? Kind of, actually. There's probably a lot of text added. <laughs> yeah. I've always felt that I get no respect as champion. Thanks for reading, Alice. Well, if they do bring back Elite Four, the one thing I would really appreciate is that if they brought back Elite Four, I would like to see in-universe reasons for there being an Elite Four. Ooh. You know, well, so they did like a really good job of justifying the existence in Gen 8 and Gen 7, like of the trial captains and and the, even the kahunas as well as the mm-hmm. gym leaders in Gen 8. They did a really good job of justifying their existence and what role they play in society. And I just I remember Gen 1, they like had little text blurbs if you talked to all the NPCs about the Elite Four and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like one of them was just like, I don't understand why they're not helping with Team Rocket. And then I'm sat there, you know, little eight-year-old me, he's just Ooh. sitting there like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Why aren't they doing anything about this? <laughs> That's true. Uh, so I would like to see huh. something like that. I don't know. The manga fixes a lot of this. Um, I have learned the manga's that great. I've learned that graphic novels and comic books are the ultimate media form if you want good stories. So go check out them. Honestly, kind of yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. Like I've learned that if you want like really good intricate stories, like those are the places to go. Uh, th- so just check those out. I guess if you if you want to know, Ma- the manga is really good. The Pokemon manga is solid. Yeah, Pokemon Adventures. There are like 10 Pokemon mangas. We're talking about the main one. Yeah, Pokemon Adventures. And honestly, Pokemon Adventures kind of drops off after Gen 3. But <laughs> You can just like, you can read the Emerald Arc and then stop forever. Just stop. Just stop. Don't go any farther. Yes. Just stop. No. Uh, just stop because do yourself a favor yeah it's it was kind of like the it was kind of like what they did to gen 3 with the pokedex and then it's like no more transfer it's just like oh yeah once once diamond and pearl show up and you're like oh the manga's been so good until now i bet this is gonna pick up like a chapter it never picks up no it doesn't Just put it down it just doesn't because they were trying to do like so much original stuff and then like when diamond and pearl came out they're just like "Mm, what if we just did the game yeah and yeah, and also there's also this thing where uh the whole shtick with Diamond and Pearl, the characters, is a very specifically Japanese type of oh. uh, comedic sketch, which oh, we don't no. get. So it's made even worse by the fact that it's supposed to be funny what they're saying and doing, but it's never funny because it doesn't like translate, it doesn't translate. linguistically uh. or culturally well. Womp womp. So it's just it's just bad. It's just bad. Yeah, no bueno. Um, no bueno. No bueno. But yeah, yeah. Thanks for reading, Ellis. That's what we got for him. I I do hope they justify it though. Like I would just love to see Elite Four justified just once. They did, even Gen yeah. Five does a good job with like gym leaders stepping up to help stop Team Plasma. Elite Four doesn't. Yeah. Uh, the gym so, leaders do. The way I see the Elite Four in like Gen One is we all agree that the headcanon slash theory that there was just a war yeah. before Gen 1 is very plausible. No, no, I, so I absolutely I, agree with that. I could understand the Elite Four being like the special last line of defense mm-hmm. of the region. And so they don't step in with Team Rocket, which is just 
a crime syndicate. But then this explanation falls apart, Gen 3 onwards, because the world is ending. Yes, so exactly. I got nothing there. <laughs> you know. <laughs> to be fair, that's more of a fan theory than like anything real. But yeah, it's but it's you funny. Know, as you always say, Pokemon works a lot on headcanon. It used still- to. I don't know that that's the case anymore. I'm gonna be honest. I feel like they um, really. I feel like they really want to develop their own kind of stuff. They're just really bad at delivery. Yeah, very much so, especially in Sword and Shield. I think. I think Gen Seven and Gen Eight have shown that. Uh, Gen Seven still had a bit of a room for things. Gen Eight was just like we're not even going to let you imagine you're yeah. the hero of the story. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was the worst. <laughs> Leon is going to do everything in your place. I cannot believe. Like, I totally understand what they're trying to do with the character arc of Leon, and like, Go had a re- or not Go. Um, yeah, Hop had a very Hop. decent co- character arc as well. But Mm -mm. I don't know. It felt like they were trying to read me a story instead of letting me RPG. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you are trying to mix a silent blank slate protagonist with a plot. And it's extremely hard to put those things together. Exactly. And make them work. Like it worked with Zelda. Uh, It works with Zelda. It doesn't work with that format of pokemon in my i mean it works literally all you had to do is help leon a couple of times where you could see leon being awesome right like i i still can't get over how they like let him beat the giant the or the dynamax berserker on his own like off screen off screen off screen (laughs) yes the, all they had to do was be like, Hop and you join up with Leon to do it. And then and then Leon's just doing like massive damage and you're helping. And then you're just like, oh, they man. They have the mechanic. It's a raid yeah. battle. It literally exists. You literally do one uh, later to end the game. And it's so dumb. I think it would have been because like I think it would have meant more, especially if like you would have gone into that raid battle with Leon and you see him doing massive damage while you're not doing as much. Mm-mm-mm. And then you then you go up to a turn you go up to a Turnamax, right? And you see mm-hmm. that Leon's lost, and you're just like, oh no. Yeah. I-, I can see like two reasons they might not have done that. One is that they would have had to program the opposing Pokemon to only hit Leon's Pokemon. I think you could do that. Otherwise you would wipe. I, I think it's fine. I think they could do that though. Exactly. And I, the second reason they might not have done that is that it would have taken away the impact from the Eternatus battle at the end. I To see something similar halfway through the game. I think it would have been good foreshadowing. Like, just from a storytelling standpoint, it's really good foreshadowing. I agree with you, but I'm just trying to, to see it from their point of view. I think it, I think, I, I think it would have added to the Eternatus, Eternatus battle. In my, I think it would have added to it. I agree. I agree. I think it would have added. So I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't know. Pokemon, just call me. I'll, I'll do free consultations. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's all. I'll do free consultations. You don't even have to show me anything new. I'll tell you about all the old stuff. <laughs> Sit me down on the couch. We can talk just for like a little bit. All right. Well, we got one more email today, and that's going to be from mm-hmm. Big Cat Bruce. Yep. Bruce says, hey, Puckle homies. I hope you all are doing great today. Thank you for asking this question again, because I truly needed two weeks to think about my answer. (laughs) I've decided that the things I would love to see in Gen 9 are features that some prominent fan-made games have. Hmm, interesting. First, I would love to see a challenge mode option. 
Yes. Uh, obligatory, like, we need to measure, and black and white too had it, but it had it in a stupid way that you couldn't use, so, yeah. Obligatory, everybody wishes that we had it, and... Yeah. No, 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 sad. I just meant we... We we need to mention that it theoretically existed in black and white too, but it it did exist. It did exist, but it, in practice, it didn't. In literally the worst yeah. way possible. Exactly. They could make it available only if the player has Sword and Shield, BDSP, or PLA data on their Switch. Huh? I don't, I don't know. I like. I get the reasoning behind this, but I don't like it. Okay, so I am. The, like controversial opinion i am all for like all the freebies for having saved it on your switch for any previous pokemon game yeah but this isn't this isn't like a freebie no no, this no i agree like... this isn't i this isn't i don't think this would be proper but i do think that like you know like when we got the you got the jirachi and the mew and bdsp for having mm-hmm. a, having oh, saved those data were great i think that those were I, great. i'm a fan of that i i think that is one of the best things like hashtag sorry not sorry if you didn't play other pokemon games I like that. I just don't agree that this sort of thing should be behind that sort of wall. I agree with that. I agree with that. Okay. Ideally, it isn't just higher level Pokemon, but some more difficult movesets, strategic held items, and predictive AI. Uh, or, spoilers for the end of Legends Arceus, your opponent just has three Pokemon teams. That's fine. Yeah. A second, and kind of an extension of my first request, is I'd like to see gyms that aren't just monotype. I agree with that. Yeah, I know it's not realistic to get a Trick Room Gym or a Stall Gym. Well, we kind of did get a double battle slash weather gym at the end of Gen 8, so it's not that far-fetched. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I also, mm-hmm. uh, we so like, we do the Summer League at P- Puckle, right, where we do like the monotype stuff, but we used to ha- yeah. do like, we used to do a lot of other stuff like that, like other leagues where we had gym leaders and everything. Mm-hmm. And once instead of doing types, we did like themes. Yeah. Uh, like like I did like a reptile theme once. Ooh. So you could actually have more Pokemon that are different types. Um, I love that. And so you could, I think doing something like that would be interesting. Uh, though I, I agree. My honest, my honest opinion. Um, this is, this is me being Seth Bilo and this is me putting on my tinfoil hat mm-hmm. about what's going to happen in Scarlet and Violet is that Scarlet and Violet's going to be all about types and that the gimmick's going to be some kind of like spectrum, spectrum type change thing where you can like momentarily oh. change a pokemon's type uh oh. ba- with an item and it's gonna and it's gonna be based on the wavelength of color because scarlet's at, in the infrared and violet's yeah. in the ultraviolet yeah and it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be like the spectrum of light this is my this is and my... the wheel the wheel of types in the main square and if it's only gonna get worse and it's only gonna be monotype stuff the entire time there's gonna be something like there's gonna be some reason that there's gonna be like 18 people you have to go talk to Mm. and that's how they make it open world or or open world in the sense that i think there will still be like there's so i think i talked about this a few weeks ago but open world doesn't necessarily mean like you can just go anywhere all the time oh yeah yeah there can be a river and you need a boat exactly um that that can still happen uh so that that is something that can still happen in these games the only thing is i think they might like open up an area to you and you can go get like the next five like yeah, types yeah. or something and then you open it up and then you go get to the next five and then so on and so forth or whatever yeah. and then end game you can go through it all but you can't visit it all at the beginning yeah yes, i agree exactly I, agree. I that's that's how i see how, that's how i see scarlet and violet playing out um a lot of people just take yeah. open world to mean breath of the wild nowadays which is just wrong mm, uh, no. which is uh, yeah. uh breath of the wild is the exception not the standard 
like like grand theft auto even does it where they like just like put a blockade of cars in front of you in front of a bridge that you can't go through <laughs> okay mm, back to the email uh i know it's not realistic to get a trick from jim or a stall gym but i think a spooky gym using ghost dark and bug types or a fantasy gym using steel dragon and fairy types could be a lot of fun mm-hmm. um it, like the last one would be super hard though I it's still like think I still think it'd be fun to have something like that where you can mix up types. I, I don't disagree with this concept. I just don't think it's going to happen. I'm, I think like double type gyms would be fun. And you could have a theme there like um, sort of like kind of like I think. OK, so you say geography and like you have a gym themed around the swamp. Where they use grass and water types. I see what you mean. Like, like yeah, I know, I know exactly. And then, like, you have one in the power plant, and it's electric steel. Yeah, and the desert is rock ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. I, I, I like that, that. That that's not a bad idea. Anything to change it up, right? I'm all for changing yeah. it up. And honestly, I think they'll change it up. It. I think I think they'll still change it up here, but uh, mm. I don't know that gyms will be a thing in Scarlet and Violet. Or if they are, they won't be the exact. I don't know. I. I also like the gym challenges Ooh. in Sword and Shield. I thought those were the most creative gym challenges we've ever had. Those are cute. <laughs> uh, I like those and I hope they keep happening. Uh, outside of like the water gym. I think the water gyms one was pretty bad. Well, it was it, a bit too long. It wasn't It wasn't that it was long. It was just that it was like pretty much just like a 3D version of what we've had before. But like the Wulu one. The Wulu was so cute. That was really good. Yeah. That was completely yeah. unique. I really loved it. Yeah. Uh, in fact... I loved it so much that when the others afterwards were not as good, uh, it made me disappointed in the rest of the game. Right? No, no, like they, yeah. like they have some ideas, and even like the the ice type one was a lot of fun too. So, I was I, it the same as the rock type one? I never. I don't know. That's a good question. The ice gym shield. <laughs> I never played the rock yeah. type one, so <laughs> I should do that. No, I think it's the same. It's like a sort of a minefield of of holes in the ground, right? No. No. No, it's like you're sliding okay. down a, on a tube, essentially, I think. If, maybe I'm misremembering. Oh, okay. Uh, the rock type one is um, there are holes in the ground. Maybe we're wrong. Man, okay. Our, our memories are bad. Uh, all right. <laughs> I, I believe you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I'll just move on with the email. Finally, and to me, my biggest request is we finally get numerical values for EVs and IVs. Honestly, I think it's kind of ridiculous that they are hidden away and require external resources to find them out. Especially with EVs, it would be great to make small tweaks to a spread with a few EV reset berries of vitamins to get the numbers you want. You know what? I agree with this. Mm-hmm. They've given us literally everything else. Absolutely. So I don't agree. see why, like, it doesn't really need to still stick to the mysterious lore of pokemon stats Mm -hmm. as hard as it's been doing i absolutely agree um yeah i know that we may see a tapping fly before we get these but a guy can dream (laughs) (laughs) thanks so much and i hope you didn't fall for any april fool's jokes big cat bruce no you're right no you're actually right they're both the exact same they're the exact same challenge i'm wrong okay (laughs) so the thing here with the april fool's joke is I saw a couple of videos that were posted yesterday and I expected them to be April Fool's jokes. <laughs> and then I clicked and they weren't. And honestly, I was kind of disappointed. I was like, oh, why, why didn't we have something fun? 
Yeah, I only saw a couple things, and I was like, oh, well, that's cute, I guess. But uh, I'm okay with not yeah. April Fool's jokes, because I think they're a waste of time. <laughs> I uh, like the, like, good-hearted ones. Yes. That are like, I'm gonna just come up with something very random to amuse you guys. <laughs> and, like, you know, the ones that are obvious and a bit funny, and everyone is sharing a chuckle together. That's and fair. you're like, oh, this is cute. I like those. That's fair. Well, all right. That's our emails for this week. Do you think anybody gets the Green Taurus badge? We talked a lot for both of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, ah. They also they also had like the uh, they also had the handicap that it was me and you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we talk about everything a lot. <laughs> you know what? You both get it. Why not? Uh, we're nice. Yay! Yay! Ask for it when you get to it. Um, all right. If you want to email us next week at pucklepodcast.gmail.com, let us know what your favorite thing that was ever added during a generational shift was in Pokemon. We'd love to hear it. Uh, so pucklepodcast.gmail.com. And if you want to hang out with us throughout the week, come and check out the Discord, pucklediscord.com. Follow us on social media over at Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You can, of course, also follow us uh, over on YouTube at youtube.com slash C slash pucklepodcast. I think there's a slash C in there. Uh, and of course, you can mm. always follow us on Twitch. Uh, I won't be streaming this week, but I should be back at it next week at twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast. With that uh, in mind, though, I have been. Oh, and if you want to support the show monetarily, you can also go over to patreon.com slash puckle podcast. We're going to get shiny Pokemon and choose t- episode topics and whatnot. It's a good time. So check that out at patreon.com slash puckle podcast. Here in the uh, Lavender Town Radio Tower, though, I have been Trainer Thatch. I have been the fluffiest whimsicott. And I've been Claude Nine. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Yeah.